you need those everyday repeat customers of the locals coming in. If it, if it wouldn't be for the locals here in Harrahan, there's no way we would survive. Like that's, that's, I, I don't know how else that that's your bread and butter. So to say like, like that's your lifeline. Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse powered by Jedco, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. As part of our Spend Local JP initiative, we are dedicated to featuring homegrown Jefferson Parish businesses on this show. What is more homegrown than a startup donut shop that opened its doors for the first time in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic? I'm so excited to share this interview with Joshua Dean, the founder of Little J's Donuts and More, a new business based in Harahan. Joshua has spent 26 years working at donut shops for other people, but he always wanted to be his own boss. He came to Jedco with the dream of owning his own shop, and our finance team brought that dream to life. Jedco funded nearly 90% of this project. Our loan covered working capital, equipment inventory, building improvements, and startup costs. After all these years, Josh is frying up his own donut recipes and making his own schedule. Next week, we will celebrate the grand opening and ribbon cutting for Little Jay's Donuts, which was named after Joshua's son, Jason. We're really excited about this, and I know Joshua is too. On this episode, we talked about opening a business during the pandemic, the importance of community support for small businesses, and of course, Joshua's favorite donut. He also shares his best advice for entrepreneurs and offered his thoughts on working with Jedco. We hope you enjoy. Well, Joshua, Dean, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so excited to have you here. (laughs) I'm excited to be here. I know we have a lot to talk about, so I'm just going to dive right in. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about Little Jay's Donuts. Tell me about your business. Well, I've been doing donuts for 26 years here in New Orleans, and uh, I bounced around from a couple of shops. And then once I had my son, I, I knew it was time for me to start my own brand. and like set up a future for him is the main reason why I started it. Like I want him to have a running start. And that's where the little J's come from because my dad's name's Jack. I'm Josh and he's Jason. So he's little J. And then we designed the logo and everything after him. Like he's actually my logo. Every time he comes in, he sees it and he goes, me, me. I love that. (laughs) So you you made donuts for other shops for for many, many years, but you also wanted to work for yourself. So so what what made this happen? You you had your son, you knew you wanted to 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 open a business. Why donuts? To be honest with you, uh, it's 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 funny. I started in donuts over a girl. I, I met a girl. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I kind of had like a bunch of odd jobs and she worked at this donut shop and then they needed help. And I went in there to go fry for them and, and just absolutely fell in love with it. And I stayed with it from that point. Like I, I directed everything towards, towards donuts. It, it, it was finally a job that I found out. Like I posted all the time. If it's something that you love, it's no longer work. And I actually have a lot of, fun doing this like I make the videos at night and everybody can see like I'm in it's like my own little stage in there and it's just something that I can enjoy to do and if 
I, I knew from the moment I started frying it was going to be for me. That's so <laughs> And it's a very delicious business to get into, right? Right, right. <laughs> like, the, the thing I do, I will say, because I get asked this a lot, the, the thing I like about it the most to me is the connection that I make with, with my customers. Because, like, I can think back to when I was a kid, like, like, you go get donuts on the weekends, like like the family part of it. Like it's a it's a it's a comfort family food, and I like that because I get to watch these people, my customers bring in with their kids, and then I get to watch their kids grow up, and then their kids come in with their kids, and they're like, I I like that. I don't know what you call it, but what that you build with the customer like that. That is what made me fall in love with this, and they come to get your treats. <laughs> you know, you hear that from a lot of people who who start businesses and who start restaurant businesses specifically where they're talking about that, that relationship building with customers and, you know, finding that passion. That's, that's beautiful. Right. I love that. Right. That, um, well, that's why we picked Harahan. Uh, my, my family's from here. Like I, I spent my summers out here and it's such a closed knit community. And I, I, I bought a house out here and, one thing led to another. I decided that I wanted to open up a donut shop. I called a cousin of mine who's a real estate agent and told him, you know, look, I'm interested in trying to, I want to, like I said, I want to try to get the, the donut shop up on Jefferson Highway. And um, I had investors and uh, he, he was talking to me about, you don't really want to do the investor thing because you got a boss. Won't you check out Jetco? And I, I've never heard of it before. And um, I went on the website and uh, I read up on it. I talked to him again the next day about it. And um, they actually helped him start his catering business. So I took a chance. I, I filled out the application online. Uh, two days later, they uh, somebody called me from, from Jetco and uh, asked me some questions and all. And seeing that, I knew what I what I was talking about. Like I had I had all my paperwork, everything from over the years. Like I had a solid business plan. And then that's when they introduced me to Miss Diana, who was my financial advisor through Jetco. And uh, when I went in there and met her, she she told me instantly she was like, "You are what they're looking for." She was like, "You can make this work just from your attitude." And the more I started working with Miss Diane, like this all start to come to life. I'm like, this yes. is this is really going to happen. Diane Sclafani probably. Yes, yes. LSPDC yes. is one of our big partners who helps us find businesses to lend to. And then Jennifer Laparus, who is our yes. uh, director yes. of finance, is just a total rock star. Right. <laughs> actually, yes. Hey, uh, let me tell you, like, I, she will get free donuts for me for the rest of her life. Like, <laughs> I'm, I don't, I, like, I knew from from where I was at that point in my life, I knew it was a long shot. And she even said, she even called me and said, I'm going to need a prayer. And I got that prayer. It happened. I don't know what she did, but she made it work. She called me the next day and told me I was approved. I, I like, I was crying. I was, I was tripping wow. out. I couldn't believe it was happening. That's and wonderful. We, we started. Here we are. Here you are. And that's, that's, I think that's one of the things that I love so much about working at Jedco is that, you know, we, we get to have this opportunity to, to help business owners right, make their right. dreams a reality. I mean, in, in yes. some cases without that financing piece, some of these businesses, businesses like yours even might not be where they are. So I think that's exactly, exactly. Because it, it's so, it's so hard to get a loan from a bank being a startup without having 
the business already there to give to them. Like that, that's where I kept running into a wall. That's why I had to go talk to some investors because it don't matter what bank I, I went to, they wanted anything and everything that I didn't have to make it happen. And then that's when a couple of local people here w was interested in putting the money in. And then that's when, like I said, my cousin stepped in and was like, you really need to go talk to Jetco. And um, it, not going to lie, it was a process. It took a year, but it didn't affect me. I was I was stable to to wait that time, but this building was being built from the ground up. Like so, I needed that time anyway. Sure. And and it, it it's crazy the way like it just fell into piece. Like like when this was ready, this was ready. Like like it just flowed. It, it, it was great. And then the whole pandemic happened, and that did kind of set us back about a month. Like it, it didn't, it didn't really hurt us as bad as a lot. I see a, a lot of other companies and all that. I mean, that's unfortunate, but that's one of the reasons I want to make sure we had a drop through like anything, anything goes wrong. Well, number one drop through is going to add to your, to your sales anyway. Like people really don't want to get out their car no more rainy days, anything like that. And as soon as the pandemic happened, like I, I stayed going forward because I knew we had that drive through. So no matter what, I knew we would be able to open with the with the mandates and stuff that they put in play. And we 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 stuck hard on that. And then it just so happened that when we opened, the we went into phase two, and I it, it was like nothing happened. It didn't even affect us. It was awesome. That's that's wonderful. And that was really one of my big questions: was you you opened your business in the midst of a pandemic. <laughs> yes. We, a lot of people questioned me on that. And a lot of people had something to say about it. But to be honest, like I really didn't have no choice. Like it, it, it had already been so many months and Jekyll was solid with me. Like, like they helped me out with, uh, with, with the beginning of everything. Um, couple of my other bills and stuff did that but at the end of the day I, I still had to live and I still had a little boy and I didn't have anything coming in anymore uh I, like I had to open like it, it was do or die we got to get this shop open man <laughs> yeah and business has been pretty good so far huh great great, great. it's we're actually doing better than than we estimated I was gonna do we didn't think it was gonna take off like this right out the beginning and what has me excited about it is is i have all my records from over the years and like this is technically the so, slow season for us because you got back to school the pandemic is not helping any sure. and we're still doing as good as we're doing it makes me like real anxious for that cool front to come in because that's when everything starts picking up and that's when all your donut contest and all like everything starts festivals and all everything starts popping off and like that's really where you find out where you stand in this i mean i'm excited for that i am you have six employees right in the right. donut shop okay so right. six employees you opened a couple of months ago now we're just days away from your official grand opening and ribbon cutting um and this has been a dream of yours for for so so long and and now it's official. I, no i never done it <laughs> What does that I've feel opened, like? <laughs> I've opened seven shops for other people, mm -hmm. but like opening my own is like a is like totally different. There, there, there's nothing else like it. Uh, the excitement, like the the 
one thing I can't wait for is I've always dreamt about is it. like we're gonna do like the real ribbon cutting. Like I've never done one of those. Like I seen them on TV and stuff growing up, but I never actually got to do one. And then when everybody uh, was telling me that, oh, we got the ribbon, we got the scissors, I can't wait to do it with my son because I want that picture to hang it in the shop, like for yeah. just years. And hopefully he takes up on and then like gets his son and like we'll still be on that wall. That's where it all started from. Because the goal that. is, I, I, I want to, I'm going to expand. I don't, I know a lot of people. I met a lot of, a lot of good people that prayed for me when I didn't have sense to pray for myself, really. But like they're already wanting to franchise that. But I'm nervous too because I want to make sure this shop is stable because this shop is my son's future. Like I know he's going to be taken care of here. So after I get past year two here, little J's will start popping up. I can't wait. It's, it's awesome. That's wonderful. That is, uh, that's ambitious and exciting. And I just, I, I love your enthusiasm <laughs> passion. It's so great. Um, so your son is, uh, I think you told me earlier, he was three. He's three Yeah, he old. just made three in July. So what does he think of all of this? Does he kind of know that the shop is named after him and he's got his own yes. little logo? I mean, what is his, what does he think? <laughs> he come, when, when I bring him up here, he knows he is the man in charge of this place. It's hilarious. It, it's, it's really funny. As soon as we pull in, because I got a, a mat right by the door and it's got a picture of him, like we got him on a t-shirt and everything. Everywhere that he goes and he sees the logo, he's like, me, me. And then he'll walk around here and, and he'll, he'll tug on uh, one, of the, one of the girls that are working and they already know he wants donut holes. Like, he'll, he, <laughs> like, like it, it's, it's funny the way he walks around here. Or he'll see me like I'm doing my inventory and all. Well, he'll go grab whatever whatever daddy does, he does. So now you see him walking around with his little notepad and all like he's doing. I'm like, look, he's doing the books on y'all. <laughs> and he, he loves it. When when I go home and, and ask him if he wants to go to work, he's got his own little chef hat just like me. He's got his own apron. He'll go straight to it out the closet and get it. He's ready to come to work with me. Family business. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I said it the other day. I can't wait for the day when I like, I hope he picks up on it and he follows me into it. And I can't wait for the day where he thinks he can, he can take me and we line them tables up. Right. Cause I'm competitive myself. <laughs> like I'm ready to put them tables side by side. Like, let's go, let's, let's do this. <laughs> well, you know, and you had told me earlier that you have a pretty unusual schedule or maybe not so unusual for people that run donut right. shops. But it sounds like it's hard work. You go to bed at 3 p.m. You're at your shop at midnight. You're not only running the business, you're also frying up the donuts. You're doing it all. I can yes. talk about what this is like. <laughs> now, I hate to say it like that, but it started with, it, it helped me stay out of trouble because it's an overnight job. Like, like, that that's one of the things that I liked about it, and I, I never mind the hours. But yeah, uh, I, I get here at midnight because you got to make them overnight so you can have fresh donuts in the morning. Like nobody wants, there's too many donut shops around. Nobody wants day old donuts. We I get here at midnight. Uh, after all is said and done, I, I usually get done cutting about I want to say anywhere between six and eight in the morning, and then uh, I stay frying till about. I want to say 10 o'clock because we close at noon. Mm -hmm. So that way we offer hot glazed donuts till about 11 o'clock. Um, it's not too bad in the beginning of the week. Uh, 
like Tuesdays and Wednesdays are a little slower, so I, I do it myself. But when we get like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I actually have a whole staff I bring in to help because yeah, like that that can get intense really fast. Right now on a Saturday, we're cutting in between 275 and 300 pounds on a Saturday and Sunday, and we'll we'll run out of donuts by by about 10 o'clock at the morning. 300 pounds of donuts or dough? How, what is dough, that? How is that? Dough, dough. Wow. And we get it in 50-pound sacks. And um, you estimate it, you can get about 700 donuts out of that, out of that bag. And we're, we're, doing, we're doing between four and six bags. Like it's, and what's crazy is, is each weekend I keep bumping it up because like we're still new, so I don't really know the part to cut for the weekend. And each weekend we keep bumping it up, and each weekend we still keep running out. And it's coming to a, to a, a moment here to where I'm only one person. Like I can only cut so many donuts in a night, mm-hmm. and my kitchen's really not that big to like, bring in a whole nother set of equipment. So we just, I, I started mixing it up to kind of ease back off of the, the hot glaze. I started doing, that's where all the, the fancy donuts I do come in. Like uh, I, I try to theme out the weekends. Like uh, last weekend we did cream cheese. We're doing the Chantilly donuts this weekend. Do like candy bars and it, it, it gets easier to pick that stuff when it gets around holidays and stuff. You, you can kind of go with the holidays. But that helped out a lot because they're buying more of that now than just a dozen of hot glaze. Because that our first week, uh, my, the day that we opened the doors, and like that was just announcing it on Facebook. We we almost we we pushed in about three hundred and fifty pounds. Like none none of us none of us was expecting that. And for as many donuts as we cut, we came in at nine p.m. that night. And at, we opened the doors at 5 a.m. And we were not expecting. We already had about 200 pounds cut. And by, by 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning, it looked like we didn't do anything. There was literally no donuts in the showcase. As fast as we, we was making them at that point, man, that people was buying them. It's like, wow. what, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Like, I'm, I'm Well, we're trying. Like, you should have got here earlier that day. Yeah. I don't know. Like, well, I feel like that's a good problem to have. I mean, right. I, so I'm, I'm so uh, thrilled for you that there was such a, a large reception to, to your opening, you know, even in the midst of all the craziness that's happening in the world and, and in our community. Um, what's your secret? That's what, like, how, did you, that's what, how did you get the word out about this? I social media. Uh, I, I I've been on I've been on social media platforms since I was like 16 years old. Like a large, I have a large social media following, and these people literally watch me grow up. Like they they watched me as a kid. They they saw me go through my mistakes. They seen me make my change and everything. The whole Pope clown thing with my mask that I, with the with the sports fans and all. That really took it to the next level. Well, let's and, uh, tell, tell me a little bit about that because I don't think we've talked about that yet on the podcast. Um, no. <laughs> what were you um, doing a little bit? I mean, you, I know you were working at some donut shops, but you also have this very interesting uh, uh, fan story that yeah. we should talk Pope about. Clown. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, people started dressing up for the games. And so about 19 years ago, uh, we had the New Orleans Voodoo, the arena football game, uh, football team. And um, I made a mask. I, I bought a mask at Party City that was on clearance of like this face. 
And then I, I bought uh, buffalo horns off of eBay. The hair and the goatee and everything is my baby blanket. My mom kept. I just cut it up, braided it, made hair and stuff. I started wearing that to like the Saints games and then uh, to the Voodoo games. And then it started getting recognition. So then I had fun in it. So I'd wear it to a bar on Wednesday night. Like it's like I would just start going around as Poe Clown. And it actually grew into so like, like Poe Clown was a household name in somebody and, and for a while out here. And that's where I met my, my mentor in life, man, Jason Coffel. I, I owe that dude the world. Um, he was the CEO guy for the for the voodoo. And he called me one day. And he's one of the guys that I went at it on. Like, me and him went at it on social media a few times. And he called me one day. And he was like, look, you have such a uh, your own fan base. And he goes, and you're known with the voodoo. Won't you come in here and sit down and talk to me? And he goes, let's see if we can get on the same page and help the team. Because all, all I'm doing is hurting the team, battling with them. And I did. I went in there. The dude's like my best friend now. Um wind up turning everything around for me. He, he's, he's a mentor in life to me. Like, like life would get to you sometimes, man. He's the guy I go to, you know, like, like, look, this is what's going on. He was with me 100% through this whole Jekko process. Cause there was times in it where I, I didn't feel like you hit these little dull parts where like, you're not getting them phone calls. You don't really know it's in the air. And like that'll weigh mind on you, and that's why he came in. He's actually the guy that that came up with the logo and everything for me. You love that. Um, I, me and him got together, and the team was in trouble. And uh, I bought a thousand tickets, and we have the French Quarter because we needed to get the locals to come in. So I bought the tickets, and uh, I went to the French Quarter Festival and just passed them out because I knew like all the locals are going to be at the French Quarter Fest, and then that is where. Pope Clown started getting national recognition. And like I told you, when I went and won that award, I had these reality TV show people talking to me and it was like really blowing up. I, I made Pope Clown shirts. I sold a thousand of them in like four hours. It was crazy. Like that's really when I thought something was going to happen with that. But then when the team folded, it, it all fell through. And that, that was just a sign that that's not the direction I needed to go in. And, I, I got back in the donut. I was given an opportunity to go work for another donut shop that was a failed donut shop. Um, I went on with them. I turned their donut shop around their first year, and they let me expand to five more. Wow. And then once I seen what I was able to do, that's when I made the, my mind, it's time for me to go do it for myself instead of for other people. That speaks to how it takes a village to run a small business yes. and that's yes. such yes. a great network over the years um, that has really helped you to, to be where you are today. Right. 100. If it wouldn't have been, it, a, a lot of this is thankful and due to the, to the people that supported me over the years. Most definitely. Most definitely. I have never been able to do this on my own. I think that leads into my next question here, which is, um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about this initiative that Jedco has put together. It's called the Spend Local JP Initiative. Um, and last month we, we launched it and it was really uh, created to encourage residents to spend their dollars locally and to, to support businesses, right. essentially. So, you know, uh, it sounds like most of your business, if not all of your business, is from people who are supporting locally. So yes. how important is that yes. for you and, and for other very. businesses, especially right now? Very, very. If, if it wouldn't be for the neighborhood and the community itself, we wouldn't survive. Like, 
that's one thing that I did pick Harahan for because Harahan, I just when we came up with the idea for, I started at uh, joining the face Facebook groups for Harahan and just reading their comments, looking at what they need, and and it made me my heart set on Harahan because of how close knit it is. Harahan, they do support like we you could pull Harahan, River Ridge, Elmwood, and that's all home to them. And so and I knew if we can if we can grasp hold of those that them, them three neighborhoods that we would be all right because you're going to get your people that want to come in and see what the buzz is about and everything. But you need those everyday repeat customers of the locals coming in. If it, if it wouldn't be for the locals here in Harrahan, there's no way we would survive. Like that's that's. I, I don't know how else that that's your bread and butter, so to say. Like like that's your lifeline. Yeah. Like, and, and it's the, the schools around here, the churches, like all, all of that. It, it all comes in. Your, your wholesale is your, your little local gas stations and stuff like that. Like all that plays a big part into it. Cause, and kind of like, I mean, I hate to sound cliche, man, but it, but it, but it, it, I've heard it my whole life and it makes sense. It's a machine. Like, it, and if you lose one of those parts in that machine, it's not going to run the same. And that's, that's the fact I'm learning with having a small business. Like you need that whole community to, to support you. Like, cause if, if something happened and these people, if the people of Harahan didn't come here, like I, we're, I'm we're, we're, we're sitting ducks at that point. Like you, like I said, you're going to get your people that's going to come in and see what the fuss is about. But somebody's not going to drop from the West Bank to Harahan every day, you know. Like you, you need that. You need that. Any, any business needs that, right. and especially now because I'm I'm blessed and thankful. I'm humble that we are successful, that we are making it because I've, I'm watching so many businesses close every day right now, like, and I can understand because. We are a donut. Like it, it's not, it's not an expensive food. It's not really a, a come sit down dine. You know, it's like you grab it and go back home with the family. And also, I'm grateful for that. But at the same time, it is scary at this time because it, it might all end tomorrow. Like you, you never know with the with the way these mandates and stuff are coming out. Like that. Every time they come on TV and start talking, like we're glued to the TV, like is this, is this one gonna affect us now? Which, right. like I was saying earlier, that's what I'm thankful for that drive-through window. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and I'm sure too. I mean, it must have been interesting to start in the midst of of all of this with a pandemic, where there's there are a lot of um, regulations. I mean, a lot of cleaning. Everybody has to wear a mask. I mean, those are yes. important things that need to happen right now. Um, and and it's 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 getting used to we i'm already big on sanitary and keeping clean but now you have to go above and beyond on that like you know you wipe down your counter throughout the day now anytime this person sits here and walks away from it you got to go clean that counter. Right. like you almost have to have an extra person just to keep up with that because it is a fast-paced moving business right. like the people come in they they sit down maybe eat a donut it's like they're constantly in and out like that. So we're, we're constantly wiping this place down. That's great. I mean, I think it gives customers a sense of comfort and ease right, <laughs> in the midst right, of all of this right, craziness, which right. 
So it's wonderful that you guys are doing all of that. That's, that's really great. But we, we made it fun too, though. Uh, I went like, instead of wearing like the hospital mask and stuff, like I, I, there's a, a lady out here. Cause I figure I've been blessed locally. So I give back locally. So there, there was a, a lady out here that was making the mask. So I got with her and she made us a bunch of donut masks and stuff with like donut patterns on it. So that way, cause like I, everybody wears, uh, we got the aprons, the girls wear the chef coats, the chef hat and all. Like I, I have a uniformed out. So I wanted everybody, everybody has the same mask too. Like we, 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 we have fun with it. One of the things that I wanted to ask, um, you know, there, there are a, a lot of donut shops in the greater New Orleans area. And clearly your business has attracted the attention of a lot of different people. Um, you're doing so well, which is wonderful. Again, from, from a Jedco standpoint, watching a business that we have helped and supported, you know, yeah. be successful right out the gate is just wonderful. But um, what, what do you think it is that sets Little J's apart from some of these other donut shops um, in the area? This is fun for me. Like I, I like, like, like today. I, I came up that we're gonna do the Chantilly donuts this weekend, and I, I made a post on it and put it on Facebook, and just watching it blow up. So now I already know this weekend we're gonna be slammed for these donuts. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the excitement of the people coming in to get this creation that I made. Like, like that, and. It's it's fun. It's fun to me. At night while I'm in here, I uh I put my Facebook on a live feed and it's amazing how many people actually stay up at night and watch me make the donuts and then come in and buy it the next day. Like I, I think that has something to do with it too. Yeah, it sounds like your social media presence um has had a real impact on your business in a Big positive time. way. Big time. Big That's time. Great. Big time. And I have, I get at least 50 messages a day of people asking me to ship donuts. Like they, they, and that to me is humbling because everybody has a donut shop. Like, I don't care where you go pretty much in America. They, there's a donut shop somewhere it's around and, and it's a pride thing that they're willing to get my donut shipped from New Orleans up to Matt. I, I, I put the t-shirts on a, on sale on a, on a Facebook. I had a woman from New England buy one. Like, like that's awesome. <laughs> what is your uh, best advice for someone who might want to start their own business um, or someone who might want to open a, a donut shop? Not that I'm talking about competitors. <laughs> what, what, kind of, what kind of advice would you give for entrepreneurs in this food space that are just getting when, started? When I go talk to the kids, I, for one you have to have your mindset for it. Like, like if you can dream it, you can make it happen 100%. But, but you have to have the mindset. It's, it's, nobody's going to do it for you. But if you, if you make the valiant efforts to do it, people will help you. Like, like, but you, you have to make those sacrifices to get it done. Like, nobody's just going to come up and be like, hey, here, look, here's a donut shop. Sure. Like, <laughs> a lot of people on the social media you know, they, they watch me. I, you know, I, I logged it all on social media. Like they saw it open, but nobody saw the behind the scenes, like the, like the, the nights up worrying the night. You're like, you're going to doubt yourself. You got to push through that. Like you gotta, I personally, I'm, I'm a man of faith. I, I linked a lot into my faith on that. Like I, I asked for that help, you know, but you have to be willing to do it. Don't ever expect somebody's going to do it for you. But if, 
if you can get your mindset on track with it, and those the right people will notice, the right people will see you getting it done, and you'll be shocked at how many people is actually willing to help you. Like that would that out of all of this, because I I I've, I've lived an interesting life. I will never deny that. But all of this really made me open to my eyes to how the world can be as to where what it was, what I thought it was growing up. Like, like it's your, your mindset has to be right for it, but it will happen. Yeah, that's great advice. I love that. Um, what is your favorite part about doing business in Jefferson Parish? It's home. Like that, that is. This, this has always been my home. I've traveled a lot of places. I've, I've always came back here. This, this is my roots. This is just home. Um, I know the areas. I, I, my new thing is I'm liking the changes that I'm watching happen. And then, like, just, just right here, I, I stand out. I can't wait to see what all this becomes over the next 10 years, you know, like, I like watching my home build up and grow, but I, I, I don't know how other was to say that. Like, I like that response. That's really good because you call <laughs> economic development, <laughs> which is like, like, right. <laughs> so, that's great. I love it. Right? <laughs> um, what's your favorite donut? I get asked this more than you, you would ever think. And my favorite donut is a hot cinnamon yeast donut right out the fryer. Like, I mean, it, it's got to be piping hot with a, with a cold glass of milk. That, that is my absolute favorite. But if you ask anybody, my apple fritter. I will, I will put my apple fritter Pepsi challenge up against anybody's. And every customer that comes in and asks me, what's my favorite? I tell them the apple fritter, take it home, put it in the microwave for 15 seconds, put a scoop of ice cream on top, done. That is done. Well, now I'm starving. So <laughs> thanks for that. You're um, welcome. <laughs> uh, well, I always like to to close out here with um, making sure I haven't missed anything. So, is there anything else that I haven't asked that you really want to drive home or talk about before we finish up? No, to be honest, man, I, I would just like to thank y'all. Uh, None of this would be possible if, if y'all didn't have my back and help and help me through this. Like I came to y'all with a thought and some papers and y'all believed in me. And next thing you know, we're going to be hosting my grand opening next week. So I would like, that's why I'm doing all these podcasts and any kind of interviews. Cause I do do a lot of charity work with the kids and everything. I, I belong to an organization called fans against child abuse. Oh, that's great. It's stuff like this that I like them to see because of where I came from, it can happen. And it, it on your darkest day, it can happen. You just gotta you gotta have that mindset and get it done. And stuff like this is it if it if one person sees it, Jason taught me that if one person sees it and does good with it, everything was worth it. And I'm I'm hoping that it's my son on this one. <laughs> Oh, that is, that's wonderful. And I love, I think that's a great way to, to finish everything up. Um, we're so excited to celebrate your grand opening here coming up very I'm soon. I'm ready. Um, we're going to blow it out with all, I got so, I got so many donut ideas. Like, y'all don't even know. We're gonna, it's going to be crazy. I truly cannot. <laughs> it's so fantastic. You have been such a delight to have on the show. Thank you so much for being a part of it. 
Hey man, I'm thank y'all for having me, man. This is all a great experience. I'm glad. I'm glad we all doing this together. Like this, y'all are gonna be in my memories forever with this. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> We're gonna have to do a one year reunion. <laughs> one year reunion. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Well, thanks. Thanks for being on the show. Um, we really enjoyed having you, and and we're looking forward to when this podcast comes out. It will be next week that we'll be celebrating your your grand opening. A special thanks to Joshua Dean for taking time out of his busy schedule to be on the show, especially knowing that he only has a small window of time between frying up donuts and getting some sleep. We'll link to Little Jay's Facebook page on our website in case you want to join the donut shop's many, many followers in watching donuts being made. Jedco continues to be a resource and a partner for our businesses right now. We are constantly putting out new information to help businesses navigate through the pandemic. We're putting that out on our website and on our social media pages, jedco.org slash COVID-19 updates. We also encourage you to check out our Spend Local JP webpage, which has a variety of ways to get engaged with that initiative. If this is your first time tuning into the show, there are plenty more episodes where this one came from. Our episodes are released on Thursdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you stream your favorite shows. If you like our show, feel free to leave us a rating or a review. Those reviews help others find our show and listen in. We share links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news and on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development. You can also visit our website at jedco.org. If you have feedback about the show or if you'd like to recommend a guest, please email me at kscram at jedco.org. I love to hear from you. As always, thank you so much for listening. See you back here next week.